This is Charity Prado and I'm Allison Calla. And we are She Catalyst, empowering you to create more social impact in your business and life. Stay tuned as we interview powerful women leaders who are changing the world and share inspiring wisdom and advice for other women just like you. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. So today we're talking with another inspiring woman, and it happens to be my little sister, Harmony Prado. She is only a high school senior, guys, and she already has a social enterprise focused around mental health and emotional support for teenage girls. So we're going to just get started by welcoming her to the show. Hi, everyone. My name is Harmony. So, Harmony, can you tell me a little bit about what your project is? So, Harmony's Room is an emotional support service for middle school and high school girls, and we partner with schools and nonprofit organizations and youth programs to educate teenage girls about mental health and provide a community of supportive sisterhood so that they feel that they are not alone in whatever they go through. That's so cool. And I'm really glad, you know, that I've been able to help support you in this process. And and everyone we talk to, there is a strong commitment to some sort of mission. So could you tell me a little bit about what is the social problem or problems that you are focusing on? Teen girls are two to three times more vulnerable to suffer from anxiety and depression. Roughly three out of four teenage girls experience anxiety disorder. In 2017 alone, nearly 2.4 million teen girls in the U.S. have experienced depression. These statistics really just show how prevalent mental health is affecting our upcoming leaders and upcoming generation of empowered women. And it just goes to show how much we need to talk about this issue. Mental health isn't really talked about, and I think right now we need to create a space and a table for us to gather around and speak about it because it affects so many of us just want you to share a little bit more about what your vision is ultimately for what you're doing. I'm creating a supportive community for teenage girls and we're going to have this done through an app and through our app we will be able to support other girls by a social cycle of positivity which is basically if a girl is going through an emotional struggle, if she wants to receive positivity and encouragement, she has to first uplift somebody else on the app or on the platform, and then she'll be able to be uplifted through another girl that's on the app and also see our other uplifting resources. So there's a feature on the app where you can book third-party counseling. So it's just the processing platform so they can see nearby therapists and other counselors that they can see if they need more emotional support. That's so great. And so I'm just really inspired by everything you're doing. You know, as a young girl, only a high school senior and getting ready to get started in your life. I mean, it's great to have such a head start. I want you to maybe share with us a little bit about what inspired you to do what you're doing now. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. So I experienced bullying at school. And then I also experienced some sexual harassment going into high school. And from that, I remember feeling really lonely. And I didn't realize the power of my voice and the power of sharing my story to my community. So 
for me, I found my power and I found healing through speaking about my story to other girls and forming this really close bond with other girls that have experienced bullying, sexual harassment, or any other thing that has negatively affected their mental health. And from our bond, we were able to just make something great out of that. And that's what brought me healing is knowing that I'm supported, I'm loved, and I'm not the only one that's been through something like this. Yeah, and I think that's something really important to touch on, you know, that we're all in this together. And one of the things I'd really like you to share is, can you talk a little bit about what made you feel like you could start something, maybe an organization? Like, how did this evolve? Like, where did it start off with? Yeah, of course. So in middle school, I would be bullied a lot on my physical appearance and my body type. And I remember just feeling so ashamed. But I also knew that I needed to have a positive mindset. So in sixth grade, I started this mental health Instagram account. And I didn't get like a lot of followers and things. And I just kept posting things and writing like posts about self love, body positivity, and this idea of just loving yourself unconditionally. And majority of the time, what I wrote was actually for myself. And then in eighth grade, it started getting more widely known around my school. In fact, people started calling me the real counselor. And a lot of people would come to me for emotional support whenever they needed someone to talk to. And from there, that's really how it evolved and what started. So I would notice a lot of teenage girls would post pictures commenting on their insecurities and it would be probably, it was really common for a lot of girls to do like hashtag I'm ugly or tag themselves, like tag their insecurities with saying like, oh, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly or like hideous. Like I would just look up those hashtags and look up those Instagram accounts that were tagged. And I was like really shocked to see how common it was for hundreds of girls to post these things every single day. And I would just comment or message them and reach out to them and send them, you know, a message of positivity saying, you know, you're beautiful, you're naturally beautiful, your insecurities don't define you. And I just want to let you know that if no one else told you today, you are loved, you are cared for, you're worthy and you're accepted. And that's really how I started forming friendships with these girls online is because I realized that they didn't have someone to talk to. And most of the time that insecurity would have an underlying an underlying cause relating to feeling lonely or not having a mentor or uh, someone that they can be trusted and confiding in them with. So that's what I did and how I made my Instagram large and to be able to talk to you know, just teenage girls that are just learning to love themselves, recovering from anxiety, social anxiety, and just talking to someone and especially feeling accepted and feeling like it's a safe space to talk about their emotional state, their mental health. We just bring more awareness around social anxiety and any other type of mental health issue. Since you bring up the word anxiety, can you talk a little bit more about Why specifically anxiety? And maybe can you share a little bit about your own personal struggles with anxiety, as well as maybe tying it a little bit to, you know, how does this relate at all to the current climate right now, considering things such as the coronavirus, which is really affecting a lot of people's mindsets? So my personal struggle with anxiety started in middle school. 
it just made my anxiety stronger when I was around 12 years old. And I remember just socially isolating myself and withdrawing myself from situations and, you know, avoiding things in public or avoiding gatherings with my friends and just really becoming this like hermit crab that didn't want to interact with anybody. And when I did that, it gave me more time to think about everything that bothered me, everything that I was feeling. By doing this, all my emotions just built up and built up until one day I was just like, I have so much emotion. I don't know how to release this. I don't know how to cope with this. I have too much time in my room, you know, all hermiting up and just focusing on all these things that are making me unhappy. So relating that to the coronavirus right now, I see how it gives teenage girls more time to focus on their insecurities, to focus on problems that they've been avoiding. It gives them time to kind of focus too much on the frenzy and the chaos from all the outside world and all these things. And I realized that with, you know, speaking about mental health and what I'm working on right now, that it's just a great time to actually show how this pandemic gives us the chance and the time to reevaluate our habits, to reevaluate our mindset and see how we can alleviate our anxiety and actually deal with it instead of avoiding it. When we're stressed, you know, we have this flight or fight mode and it makes our body have a physical reaction to the prevalence and the um, prevailing factors that are around us, the external factors. And what I've learned is that your internal factor, you know, your mindset, your motivation, your willingness to keep on going and thrive and persist throughout hard trials is what prevails in these times and how you can overcome anxiety and get your mental health in order and get the support you need and be honest with yourself and give yourself self-care. I think that's such an important thing to think about right now, given the current crises. You know, so many people are struggling on their daily basis, just trying to wrap their head around what is going on and then also just not being accustomed to having time to reflect. And it's actually a good thing to have some time to reflect, but if you focus on the wrong things, it can create a situation where you're spiraling um, down a negative roller coaster. So, you know, what would you say to a teenage girl right now who is not really sure how to react? to this current situation? Of course, you know, having school change and having something that was consistent and constant in your environment, by taking that control away, you know, leaving you to only know the uncertain, to only know the unknown, it's obviously gonna create, you know, some sort of panic or stress. You know, stress to an extent is good because it makes you reevaluate and understand what you're going through and assess and make proper choices. But if you dwell on the stress, dwell on the uncertainty, instead of taking it day by day, then it evolves into anxiety. And that's what really deteriorates your mind, body and soul during this social distancing time and the quarantine. And for, for what I would give any advice to teenage girls is limit your time reading news, limit your time focusing on the chaos and the havoc. And the truth is the world is still figuring things out. You should think about yourself and prioritize your emotional needs, your well-being. So, you know, wake up in the morning and start with gratitude. It's so easy to allow our minds to flood everywhere when the world doesn't know where it's going either. So right now it's important to stand your ground, stand your steadfast and 
practice gratitude, make a routine for self-care since school is off well, for me. It's off for three weeks and they might extend that to a month. And I know that other schools are even longer than that. So right now it's really important to establish a routine where you can actually get to know yourself better really identify what you're going through, create a healing process for yourself, because the truth is you can't run away from what's going on within. And the only way you're going to find inner peace is by speaking life into yourself, speaking life into positivity, speaking life into wellness, not into your anxiety, because that's only going to increase the anxiety and the turmoil that you're facing. Limit reading news sources, create a self-care plan, connect with your friends, you know, whether that's through FaceTime, whether that's through messaging, and spend time with your family. Spend time with that grandparent you haven't seen in a while. Catch up with that cousin that you haven't talked to in, since the last time you've seen them. This is now the time to reflect on what you're going to be doing in the upcoming years to get a better understanding of where you're going to go in your next steps and take it day by day and give yourself grace. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people just need that need that sense that everything's going to be okay and and to have compassion on themselves in this current time period which can be very difficult for some. I know that in the past you've had some major major accomplishments with this and that includes things such as winning two different business startup competitions including even against college students, as well as, you know, being featured on the news and so many wonderful awards and recognition on this. Can you share a little bit about what you were experiencing as you went through developing those ideas? Uh, You know, the main thing here is we want you to share a little bit about what that process was like as you were coming up with this idea, developing it, you know, even pitching it to people and judges, as well as we'll go into what were your biggest challenges you faced in this process. So in my sophomore year, you introduced me to Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship BizCamp, which is an accelerated summer program which condenses eight months worth of business and startup curriculum into two and a half weeks. So I'm really thankful and I just wanted to give you a big shout out for helping me craft my idea, the basics, the fundamentals, and really helping me picture and idealize everything from start to finish. You know, you gave me a huge understanding of what social entrepreneurship is and how I could not only make a business profitable, but give back to my community and empower the lives of teenage girls. And you taught me about the triple bottom line and that's what really changed my life. And it made me look at entrepreneurship and business and social enterprises in a completely different way. So when I won first place in BizCamp, I was super excited. I was so proud of myself that I was able to pitch my idea in front of investors. And then the next year, I did another startup competition, this time with only high school seniors and college freshmen at University of San Diego. I was able to pitch again. And with the support of you, you helped me a lot, make sure that my presentation really honed in on how I can make a social enterprise. So I was really excited to win two times. So from being 16 years old, a sophomore, and then having my my work and my progress and progressing my idea into something greater and really honing in on what Harmony's Room can be about, I was really glad to be recognized by the University of San Diego's future boss 
And especially because I was competing against students that were in college, that had more experience, that were going into the business field and already had like learned about their major and stuff. So it really helped me feel more confident and know that it doesn't matter that if I'm 16, 17, or just being a high school student, I have the power to evoke positive change no matter what age I am. A lot of people don't realize that and underestimate our youth. And so it's really exciting to see that you recognize your own power and your ability to create change and not focus on what some might call limitations. So it's great to see your strong mindset around that. So the next question is, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced getting things started in your overall journey so far and how you've overcome those at base camp during my semifinals when they announced the finalists that were going into the last round and would be considered for seed money I actually didn't hear my name and I was experiencing a lot of self-doubt in that moment I honestly I remember going outside and being like I worked so hard for this I poured my my heart my sweat and my tears into this pitch deck and you know if I'm not gonna even get to go into the final round, then I want to go home and leave. I want to go all the way back to San Diego and it was in LA and I was so ready. I even called my sister and I, you mean me, <laughs> I even called you and I told you, I want to leave right now because I'm so embarrassed because everyone knew that I poured like so much time in commitment to making my PowerPoint and my, my pitch deck. And then right before I left, um, they pulled me into the room with all the other um, competitors and they said that they had an error in judgment and I was able to go to the finalist round. And from that, I was able to do my pitch and then win first place. But if I had walked away from that situation, if I had told myself that this is it for me, this is it for Harmony's room, I don't care about anything and let myself be overwhelmed with emotion, I wouldn't have I would have missed out on the biggest blessing and the biggest opportunity that I had at that moment. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women that I know, they they stop before they ever get truly started. They feel like it's not good enough. It's not good enough. No one thinks I'm good enough. You know, who am I to do something really, really amazing and awesome? And probably my business idea isn't the best or something like that. A lot of times I I see women do this to themselves all the time. So what would you say you you learned in that moment? What I learned is that you need to invest in yourself and you are your biggest investment. Regardless of what anyone else thinks, the most important opinion is that of your own. You need to believe in yourself so you can arrive and be in that mindset that you're an entrepreneur, even if you haven't launched your own business yet. You are everything you want to be. And you need to tell yourself that now and speak that into existence. When you manifest what you want to become, that's what you are. And you'll only attract that. And when you tell yourself that I'm failing or I'm inadequate or my business isn't good enough, when you don't give yourself permission, then nobody else will give yourself permission or give you validation. You need to give yourself that validation and be kind to yourself and be loving to yourself. And remember that you are your biggest power vessel. Yeah, and I know that's so true that we need to have that strong mindset within ourselves before we can carry out what gift we're trying to bring to this world. So what kind of advice would you give to, you know, a teenage girl or even a woman um, starting out in this kind of space? First of all, I would like to say 
props to you. I'm super proud that you're being bold, being brave, and being unapologetically you. More people need to see authentic ideas, new innovative ideas, especially in the social entrepreneurship space. And for that, I just really commend you for making this leap to empower not only your community, but with a new innovative idea. And what I would say is you have a gift, you have a purpose, and you have a destiny that is only for you. What you can give to the world is something only you have. And when you recognize and read and understand that your voice is the most powerful thing you can do to touch the earth, to touch the world. Then once you realize that your vision is something only you can carry out, then you've already made it halfway. That is such great encouragement for the women listening. Now we're going to switch gear and, you know, I want to hear like, what do you do when you're not out saving the world? So I'm a huge advocate for civic engagement and making sure that our youth are informed and educated as voters on how to make this world a better place. I'm in the cabinet for Inspire US, which is a nonpartisan organization that informs voters and pre-registers high school students so they're aware of the basic fundamentals of our political processes and how we can impact our local, national, and state and our school community districts as well. I'm glad you are making a difference in so many ways at your school, but can you share a little bit about outside interests that you do for fun? Because as you know, many of us, you know, we try to be Wonder Women, but there's so much to do always. But for us to live a happy and healthy life, there needs to be some element of balance in our life. So basically, I do um, mixed martial arts, which is a combination of, of Muay Thai, which is an art form in Thailand, and kickboxing. And I also like running. I like working out, going to the gym. And that's how I make sure that I have inner balance. And I just get all my emotions out and I stay physically fit because I know that mental capacity and physical capacity work hand in hand. So I feel like if I nourish my body, I'm nourishing my mind and my body and my spirit as well. What's a favorite quote you have or saying you live by? Oh, my favorite quote is from Nelson Mandela and it's, your playing small does not serve the world. So for me, that quote just reminds me of how powerful one voice is and I remember thinking that one person can't change the world but really it's the people who are crazy enough and bold enough and confident enough to step out into the world and share themselves unapologetically and just speak their truth and champion their champion themselves and from there everything will fall into place and when you just have that security and that confidence to just do it then that's when you're giving back to the world. That's when you're giving back your purpose. So when I attach myself to something that's greater than me, a movement that's greater than me, then I realize that my purpose and my destiny, it's not just with, it's not just one person. It reaches out to everybody else and extends beyond that. Yeah. And I think it's just a testament to collective action and how community and collaboration is the key to really making that change. It's not all on one person. So can you tell me what's next for Harmony's Room? So right now we're working on launching mental health workshops at our high school. Amid the pandemic crisis, we wanted to talk about stress and anxiety, especially during the social isolation period. We're going to be guiding you through how we can cope throughout this process of this pandemic and just learn how to stay connected with others and feel encouraged 
and not feel alone during this isolation period, but also stay connected with yourself and in tune with your emotions and be balanced. And most of all, have peace and not be affected by all the other chaos that's going on right now. And we're also going to be talking about coping strategies and techniques. And I'm really glad that we're also going to be helping everyone how to make a routine when you do feel overwhelmed with anxiety and you need that cool down period and you need that self-care. Yeah, and I think that's really especially important right now and to be reaching out to high school students during this really crazy time period. I think this is one of the biggest pandemics, at least for a generation. So it's great to see some big things coming up for you. And what would you say is happening more in the future? So by collaborating with middle and high schools and launching our app, we plan to Harmony's Room will be a regional and national business extending to high schools and middle schools all across the nation. Can you please share with us ways that people can reach out to you and some of your online accounts? Sure. Thank you so much. So you can find me on Instagram at Harmony's Positivity, Twitter at Harmony's Room, and our website is harmoniesroom.org. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I have such a huge, tremendous respect for you and endless love for all the things you've helped me with. And I know that you're just going to continue to inspire me and other women alike to make a huge difference and evoke purposeful change with their social entrepreneurship projects and everything else in between. So thank you so much. It was an honor being here. So thanks so much for listening to this month's episode on overcoming anxiety with Harmony Prado, founder of Harmony's Room. So because of the virus, there has been a huge shift to online learning, as you can understand given the crisis. And so if any of you are looking to create an online coaching business that is scalable through the creation of online courses, we're offering a special deal for our course creation masterclass to help you through the ins and outs of creating your first online group coaching course specifically for impact. We've teamed up as a co-collaborative duo, myself, Charity Prado, and my sister, Melody Johnson, who is a course consultant with a master's in instructional design to bring you the best. If you like to show your interest, please sign up at SheCatalyst's that's plural.com slash make a course. Again, that's shecatalysts.com slash make a course. Also, exciting news. We actually just launched our She Catalyst beta online learning platform. And so for the past year, we've been developing this to help empower more women to create change. And that's through online learning, mentorship, and crowdfunding, as well as various resources. So we're really excited to help more and more women step into their passion and purpose to create more impact. So if you're an entrepreneur or a leader who wants to make a social impact, please join our community. We have a supportive sisterhood of women on the same journey. So please follow us on IG at SheCatalysts, that's plural, and we welcome you to our website as well. Thank you so much and have a wonderful week and month and stay safe, stay at home, and show yourself some great self-care during this time. Thank you.